0: Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. My name is Ben van der Plarn. I'm a professor in the Department of Earth and Environmental Sciences and the program in the Environment. I think all of us agree that the uh, the well-being of the students, but also the faculty and staff and graduate student instructors, is uh, is a priority. And uh, we'll we'll see how the exact plans play out. But obviously, the safety and health and the well-being of, of the people is is the priority. So, so I try to do what I can to help the university uh, and, my, and the students that I work with to get the best environment uh, to move forward. I actually would really like to return to campus. I miss the human contact. I am I, the kind of instructor that sort of uh, gets the energy from the, the the students in my classroom and, and my colleagues uh, in, in the department. Um, so I'm excited about that. We are going to work towards offering the, the best possible educational experience for these students, but excitement also with some trepidation in that i don't know exactly how they will experience that and that's the new thing for all of us i mean it's one thing for us to deliver a sort of a, a educational environment that we do but we haven't gotten much other than anecdotal feedback from the students how they experience it and I've had some opportunity to talk with them uh, because I I, I decided to do a a summer class, a short summer class, and I've learned a bit of how they experience these things. So I'm trying to find a way to make this a more engaging uh, return to campus, but really (laughs) it's unfortunately uh, a return to Zoom. The biggest change certainly for me, I'm sort of the narrative type instructor. So I I tell a story about the topics that I want to uh, address. And these are science topics, but they have stories. and I often sort of build on the, 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 the sense that I get from the students. First of all, the way they look at me, whether they the eyes clay is over or not. Uh, but also just uh, their interruptions, their questions, uh, the, the whole body language uh, that would help me often to get a, 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 a strong pacing, a better pacing in the class. Uh, that is essentially gone, especially with a larger class where it is a webinar, where it's me looking at myself on a screen a small screen of myself, luckily, and not really sensing much of, uh, of, of the student experiences. And even though I do questions and answers uh, during my lectures, obviously I don't, in the middle stop of a sentence and start to answer them. I think we need to find a way to make students feel that they can be more reactive in this uh, question answer culture than they are right now. Also exploring ways to go forward. So it's a new challenge. Um, and we don't really exactly know the best practices, uh, even though there's a lot of written about it. Everybody has a different experience. And all students are also very different learners. I mean, we always talk about different learning environments. Uh, we treat them in a way now all being the same, and that's not really the way forward either. But we have decided that the interaction uh, of students uh, in person is really important. And so we actually are not going fully remote. Some of my colleagues are. In the labs, but uh, my lectures are fully remote, but the labs will be partially hands on experiences with all the safe measures in place. The good news is we also have a lot of these labs when we talk about labs. These are hands on experiences, but they are already small groups and we have a system in place whereby we even break the groups in slightly smaller so that the rooms are safe and stuff like that and that they still get the regular instruction so so we are are not doing the usual stuff we are already adjusting it also Um, but the students will have an opportunity to still touch stuff and look at stuff and 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 have this interaction with a uh, graduate student instructor i think it is key to student learning is to have a sense. If you talk about the world around us and and the materials around us, um, it is important to, if you can touch it, if you can work with it, if you can look at it, it's um, it's it is very important to have that opportunity. We also do actual physical things with with these things that that we have, but the second part, as I said, is also that this human contact component talking with our graduate students who are teaching these labs who are very enthusiastic, very engaged uh, that makes the kids realize this is really interesting material, and there are stories there that they can asked for, there's this back and forth. And that back and forth really is not very well developed in the delivery of the lectures anymore, because it's just one way, essentially, a conversation. Um, And so I felt very strongly about if we can to have hands-on experiences. And luckily, the college and my department uh, all work really hard at making these things happen. And I think the students will walk away with just a much better learning experience, much better learning experience. I am uh, probably one of these old-fashioned professors that still believes that having a, a person talking with the students uh, um, is the way that we help the learning experience. I've always uh, the, the way I lecture is uh, there's a thread, there's a theme, there's a story that I'm trying to to put together, and I, and 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 like anything else, it's, it's it, obviously I'm not a musician, but it's the same. If you have an audience that you feel that you interact with, um, that is just so much better. But I also think that the student learning is better when they feel that they see a committed person that's just standing in front of them or sitting in front of them and discussing the material. I'm not an educational expert, I'm sure somebody studies on this, but but I certainly have always gotten the feedback from the students that they value the energy that they see uh, from an instructor. And, and that of course is really not much there in on, online. Although what I have done in my own way, I have actually uh, uh, taken my props that I use in class. I've taken them home, I teach from home, and I've taken them home and I still, as much as I can show stuff, to just at least not just have a a, a gray-haired guy talking uh, to them all the time. Again, I don't know whether that works for them, but it makes for a more lively experience. And I'm actually planning, uh, if the the fall is going to continue the way it is, to make that even a bit more uh, engaging and less me sitting down be a little bit back to uh, to 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 offering my class like i am standing there and i have a bit more of this motion a bit like the, the weather person you know the the screen to the net i'm, I'm looking forward to that model that's what i'm going to try, try to play with and the other thing that uh, I, I have learned works really well was to do the polling during these online lectures so i have a i use polls um and the polls are uh, um some are, are are just for fun but others are are particularly picking the topic and see what, what their take of something is. And then I build on that as the lecture goes on. And there I hope that uh, they again feel a little bit more engagement in this particular in this particular process. So the impact on the, the research enterprise, of course, has been huge. It's not just about me. I'm in a department of earth sciences where we have a, a lot of laboratory facilities and there's a lot of preparation work that's taking place. This is not computer oriented, this is a wet lab and, and countertop science. And so it has, yes, it has a huge impact um luckily we were one of the departments early on that got permission to start to bring in uh, a few of our graduate students who do the heavy lifting in science uh, they bring a few of our graduate students in in, in 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 lower numbers and that has worked by getting our labs up going getting our equipment up going but but i think yes there's a significant um, um effect on the research enterprise not just by physically doing the research but also losing that Personal interaction that day to day you're at the bench and somebody's standing next to you and you quickly ask something well that's not there anymore there's one person doing the lab now and they they, they they don't have to wear a mask i think if they're in the room on their own but uh, they can't have anybody else with them and uh, and that's another thing that research is often done by talking to each other by learning from each other and so it had a huge impact perhaps ironically interesting for me was that I'm also uh, did a project a few years ago where I looked at societal noise uh, by looking at, at seismic vibrations in the Michigan stadium from football games and here's the irony in some ways COVID-19 of course uh, with the lockdown changed how society works from being noisy it became very quiet and actually a mini research project and it's really a mini project because I don't have to do anything about it just observe it we saw this quiet time uh, during the COVID lockdown, and that actually is seen, and this is, this is really fun, around the world. There's hundreds of stations that they look at, and we can see this, this, this lockdown impact on societal noise. It's, it's research because we never really had that experiment whereby we could see what is the amount of societal noise that we measure in our equipment. And now we can see that. So it was very quiet time. I mean, there's fewer flying, there's fewer, uh, the roads are quieter, people are not walking around. And so it, it also gave a new direction in research, but I could have done without that new direction. I think we could have all done without that we all have to realize that that none of us have selected this environment to deliver our educational experience. And that means that all of us, faculty, staff, and students have to be willing to be more accepting of the conditions that we are working under. And as a faculty member, I have more time to worry about that, because it is my job. But I also think, and I'm putting it back a little bit on the students' plate, you also have the students have to find ways, have to help us, help them find ways to remain engaged. And there's a point that we don't much discuss, but I've learned that from talking with the students, and I, I hadn't realized that, is that I do my talk, I talk with you, and I talk with others, and I do my presentation, and I'm really fired up for it, and I get it going, and I'm done hour and a half later, I've done my thing, i got it organized, I'm ready, I, I, I lean back, and I, and then the students told me, that's great, but now I have my next class, another hour and a half of a person, and that is something that I don't know how that will work, I, I got the sense from the students that that is not easy, you cannot for six hours listen to faculty or, or whoever it is, going on and on, as excited as they are about that topic, that's a lot, and that's something that i haven't heard much about in the sense of what what is the experience that we are able to spread out for the students just saying that we're doing it online a kid cannot say sit from let's say 10 o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock is so early, 10 o'clock in the morning till till five in the afternoon. I mean, you can't sit there for seven hours, stare at that screen and remain engaged and, and committed. And that's a concern that I'm not sure how to address, but I think also haven't heard much about how we're gonna do that. And many students take uh, several hours a day in classes um, and so how are you going to do that? Well, as some of the kids have told me, they they wait, they watch the class later at night. And then some of them told me, they watch it at twice the speed. In my case, that is really fast, I guess. Um, but um, um, they, they're looking for shortcuts. And that's not what we want. We don't want more shortcuts. This is already is a shortcut. And I, I'd like to understand a bit better what we can do for the students to, uh, to, to make that experience uh, uh, not so bunched together. So as opposed to tightening the, the term, in a way I was thinking about maybe we should expand the term a little bit more as opposed to tightening it because they have to listen to these talking heads for hours in the day. Um, whereas we as instructors, our hours are done. And that's something I really need to be very careful with because the learning experience really is that they get something out of that hour and a half. Otherwise we're just filling that time which is not what we want to do all of us are very well aware that we're trying a very new model that we had a little experience with in 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 the spring it was in the middle that we changed over but now we are full-fledged i think that for many colleagues uh, we at least had a bit of time to think about how we're going to tackle the fall Uh, the university eventually a little slower than than some of us had hoped but sort of settled down on a, a on a teaching plan and what it would look like Now we've had some time and I don't think any of the faculty and any of the graduate student instructors have to be reminded that it's going to be different uh, this this fall. But they also had some time to pace their delivery And, and some experiment as I did with how do you actually deliver the material? Is it synchronous? Is it asynchronous? I've tried both. I've used both are you going to just simply dump the, the, uh, the whole material or it was, I do, I edit it in a program. I do put a little editing in there. So, so that it stays, the lecture material is covered but all the distractions. I still do distracting things, but I don't have them posted. Um, um, and, but that takes a lot more work. It's also an enormous amount more work. Um, the, the students deserve that work and de- they deserve the attention, but let's not forget that you cannot, there's no more time in a day. We just the time has stayed the same that we have available to us, but that but delivering from home a lecture sounds like, well, you just talk for an hour and a half. Nah, that's not how that works. I really hope that students help us understand how they can keep going forward this way. What, what, what works for them and and what does not work for them. But also, and, and I push it back a little bit. I mean, it, it maybe you have to say all the nice things about it, but the students also have to. Take a bit more of a hit. I mean, they have to accept that this is not what they expected and what we even want to give to them. But we still, that's the best we can all do together. And so that there's a bit more of an acceptance, like maybe I have to really uh, um, um, put extra effort in to, to participate in this process, even though it is not the most engaging process. So for students, as I said, when all well, they look at the class and they zip quickly through that, Please don't. Um, it's not that we're so desperate to have you listen to us for an hour and a half, but but it really uh, you basically end up uh, not learning if if you just do it as as a as a quick sort of a YouTube type uh, YouTube type environment. And so this partnering, and I hope that there will be something in place whereby the universities, not just our universities, this is a national, you know, international problem, mostly a national problem actually, um, uh, will actually collect information. Uh, of how students were able to cope with that. And, 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 and please don't give us all kinds of new instructions, how we should teach differently and how should we should blah, whatever. And that is not that straightforward for people to change, but it's really what works and what what, what can be easily adjusted in the, in the learning environment for, for, for the students. So the students would also have to really be partnering in this. It is not like, well, they are in class and they expect to have a good learning experience. And rest assured, the faculty and the instructors are thinking the same way and i think that that all of us agree that that the, the classroom um one of my colleagues always calls that the sage on stage uh, this culture of, of the talking professor um is maybe not so bad after all uh, the students kind of uh, <laughs> get something out of that and and we do the best we can to 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 maintain that experience but both of us have to really understand the experience from each other uh, but in particular, I really need to know what the students need, because obviously that's I, I self I talk for them. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.